Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to our digital campus. We are so very pleased that you have chosen to spend some time with us this evening. Today is Sunday, and so it's obviously the Lord's Day. So this is a special time to gather together, and we thank you for joining us. If this is your first time to be with us, we welcome you, and we hope that you enjoy the broadcast tonight and that you choose to join us again throughout the week. We broadcast six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday. Monday's our Sabbath for our staff. We have one day off a week. But the rest of those nights, Tuesday through Sunday at 7 o'clock, we join together and we welcome you. If you want to find out more about us, more about details and particulars, check out our website, newarcupc.info. I'll say more about that later at the end. This week, we are actually beginning, uh, last night we began a two-week series from Eternity to Eternity. And uh, this, this exploration of what is eternity and, and, and what is involved with it is an, is an absolutely fascinating subject. And I hope you enjoyed last night's broadcast. And uh, so tonight, I am going to actually bring to you a thought that is a little depressing. And I apologize for that. But in order to understand eternity in the human story, we kind of have to go back to the beginning and we have to go back to how we lost eternity. Now, in case any of you were not aware, you are not in your current state destined to live forever. I know. We want to. None of us are interested in dying. In fact, we take great strides and measures to try to stay alive, to stay healthy. We don't really want to die. And yet, we all are aware that death is coming. How did we lose eternity? How did that happen? And so I think we have to go back to, to the beginning, to the very beginning of our story. And that's in the book of Genesis. And in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, God creates the whole world. He creates our world in which we're living, and he creates humans. Male and female, he creates them in his image and after his likeness. We reflect the image of God. And by the way, God is eternal. He has always been and always will be. He has no beginning and he has no end. And so it seems that humanity was created in that aspect as well. But then something happened. We made a choice and we lost eternity. And here I want to turn our attention to Genesis chapter number 3. And so in Genesis chapter number 3, beginning with verse number 1, we're introduced to the serpent, who's described as the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Now, if you read chapter 2, you know that man and woman were created in this garden. It was made for them. It had all these trees and they were allowed to eat of any of the trees of the garden, including the tree of life. But there was one tree they were not allowed to eat of. And this is where the serpent is questioning God. And so the woman replies in verse number two, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. 
And here's where we see this concept of losing eternity, of not living forever. Unlike God, humans had a beginning, but they were not intended to have an end. And so verse number four, the serpent contradicts God. He says, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and that its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden, which was what God would do each evening. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. So immediately after eating this fruit, something had changed. Yes, it changed in their knowledge and in their understanding, but something more fundamental was in motion. And so God asks, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it man laid blame on the woman. There's a whole lesson there, but I won't go there tonight. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And she, like the man, laid blame. The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. And then the next few verses, which I'm for sake of time going to skip, lay out God's description of the results of this sin. Things like the serpent is going to crawl on his belly, and the woman is going to have pain in childbirth and in, in, in being able to do that. And, and she's going to try to manipulate or control her husband, and, and the man in response is going to dominate the woman. And also the man and the woman are going to work by the sweat of their brow. The ground is going to fight them. They're not going to get uh, food like it was in the garden. They're going to have to scratch it out. They're going to have to struggle Thorns and thistles are going to fight them. And so all of this description is going on. And um, But then verse 22 of chapter 3 tells us something that's very relevant to our losing eternity. The Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. And by the way, the way that the Hebrew Scriptures speak of knowing both good and evil is not a good thing. This was a degradation this was not an advancement. What if they reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. Now pause here for just a moment. So it looks like that the man and the woman, before they disobeyed God, had access to every tree in the garden, including the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. God told them, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the tree of life and every other tree they had access to. So we understand that man and woman had eternity. They had a point to begin, but they were not going to end. They were going to live forever. 
And part of the mechanism of this was the access to the tree of life. But now, once they have sinned, once they have disobeyed God, the results are is that God is now concerned for them. Now, many people have characterized this as God being vituperative and, 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 and mean and nasty, and you didn't do what I told you to do, so I'm going to take something away from you. But that's not what I believe the scriptures teach us. He knew that man and woman now had shame. You see this attacking them immediately in their nakedness. And he did not want them living forever as sinners. So verse 23 tells us that the Lord God removed them, banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. And so the point of this removal from the garden was that God removed the mechanism for them to have a never-ending life. This is the point where humanity lost eternity. God has always been and always will be. Humanity was going to have a starting point, a point when they were born. But once they were born, they were going to live forever. But when we disobeyed God, we broke creation, including ourselves. And this new broken status was not the way God designed us. And in his love, God determined, I do not want them to live forever as broken. And so he removed us from the garden. So with this brokenness, we lost eternity. We lost access to the tree of life. And the result is death. And you can read through the Old Testament. It looked like it took some time for it to kick in. They lived a lot longer than it seems that we uh, now live. But death was now on the horizon. And as you and I both know, we have a birth and a death. We don't control either one. This was not originally what was intended. But you see, we, we sinned. We disobeyed God. And by the way, we all have continued to sin. We all have continued to be broken and to disobey God. And so we all participate in this brokenness. And so God actually gifted us with death. Now, the problem is, is it means we lost eternity. Death is the opposite of eternity. Death is the ending of life. And the reason is, is because this, this missed mark, that's actually the definition of sin. We were supposed to be obedient, but we missed the mark. Adam and Eve before us and now us. Each of us in our own lives have missed the mark. And as a result of missing the mark, collectively, the sin of the world and all of creation groans under its weight. As thousands of years have passed, generation after generation of humanity, and our even our very planet, our created world, our environment has been groaning. Let me take you to Romans chapter 8. Paul speaks of this. He says in verse number 19 of Romans chapter 8, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. 
against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But notice, we've not already been given it. Every one of us is appointed a time to die. But we have hope that there's coming a day when we will be set free from this curse, set free from this brokenness. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. And then it has this little phrase, he has planted eternity in the human heart. Have you ever noticed how much you know there's more than just this life? Have you ever noticed how you sense that there, there's supposed to be more time? It's because we were created to be eternal. We were created to live forever. But we lost it. Through sin, through disobedience, we lost eternity. But the good news is, is that when God gave us death, when God removed us from the garden, when he cut off our access to the tree of life, and the results were death. This was one step in a plan, a plan to save us. Yes, we do not live forever. We must go through death. But the good news is, is there is something on the other side of death. He who created us in the first place, he who made us in his image and his likeness in the first place. He who gave us the tree of life and the garden of Eden in the first place is still creating and he's making all things new. Now we've got more lessons about eternity that are coming up this week, but I'll be back with you next Sunday night to talk about gaining eternity. And I'm excited to bring that lesson to you as well because it's going to be basically the flip side of this coin. Tonight we've looked at how we were originally created to be eternal, to live forever, and we lost it through sin and through disobedience. But God has a plan. It started the moment we sinned, the moment he stepped into that garden, the moment he asked those questions of Adam and Eve, the moment he removed them from the garden and he placed a cherubim to guard the tree of life. I have good news for you. He already had a plan. It required us going through death. But on the other side of death, there's a plan for gaining eternity. I hope that you've enjoyed the lesson tonight, and I hope that you'll join us again throughout this week, 7 o'clock each night except for Monday night, and then 
Next Sunday night, I'm going to bring you the other side of this coin about how we gain eternity. This is going to be a great series that we're in the midst of. Don't miss a single one. Join us live so that you can interact with one another. You don't want to miss our Wednesday night Bible studies. They are great because they're interactive. They're live. You can ask questions and uh, just all of that. Everything you can find is found at Newark. Everything you're looking for, any questions that you have, you can find at newarkupc.info. There you can partner with us in giving. You can submit prayer requests and baptism requests. You can join a small group, uh, find out what's happening and things, interact, contact information. It's all there. Don't, don't forget that, newarkupc.info. And uh, so for tonight, I wish you well. I hope that you're not depressed by the fact that we lost eternity. And I hope that you'll be with us next Sunday night in particular as we bring to you how you will gain eternity back. God bless you all. This is your first time with us. We welcome you again. Thank you for being a part of us. And we welcome you. Have a great night. God bless.